Hi everybody, my name's Sal and it's my privilege today to be sharing the Word of God with you. Keep calm and carry on is perhaps one of the most recognisable slogans globally. It was first released to the British public in around 1938 when World War II was on their doorsteps. It was part of a nationalistic propaganda campaign. Now it was rediscovered in the early 2000s and now is on everything from champagne flutes to t-shirts to smartphone cases to luggage. It's very much become the slogan that epitomizes the ideal of the British stiff upper lip, the just get on with it culture. In Australia, we have something similar. This everything will turn out okay attitude once again epitomizes something about our culture. Pull your socks up, work hard, be good to your mates and she'll be right. Both of these slogans reveal that we, like the British, have a firmly set belief that there's no point sitting around complaining when things aren't going your way, but rather just grit your teeth and get on with it. Now today, as we continue our journey through the Psalms, I have the privilege of speaking about Psalm 88 and lament, or rather crying out to God in the darkest of times. We've titled this series Psalms for Every Season. And whilst many of the Psalms we've walked through thus far have been Psalms for spring and Psalms for summer, this one is definitely for the long winter's night. And whilst it might seem bleak or depressing, and you might be inclined to press the pause button right now and walk away from your screen, I want to encourage you to lean in. This message is for you. As we all know, life is full of seasons, good and bad. Our faith isn't lived out only on the days when the sun is shining, but also on the days with driving rain, relentless winds, in seasons of grief, loss and despair. Life doesn't always work out. So whether you're having a great week or a great year or a great month, or I've just described your season, one where the long winter's night never seems to end, one with tears and disappointment, well, this is for you. Because what we find in this darkest of Psalms is relief. We aren't alone. Our God is the one who saves. And he invites us to come to him in all of the honesty that is our pain, our grief, and our hurt. So instead of keep calm and carry on or she'll be right, I wanna offer a new slogan for our message today. Come to God in your hurt, because God isn't afraid of the dark. Let's read Psalm 88 together. O Lord, God of my salvation, I cry out to you by day. I come to you at night. Now hear my prayer, listen to my cry. For my life is full of troubles and death draws near. 
I'm as good as dead, like a strong man with no strength left. They have left me among the dead, and I lie like a corpse in a grave. I am forgotten, cut off from your care. You have thrown me into the lowest pit, into the darkest depths. Your anger weighs me down. With wave after wave, you have engulfed me. You have driven my friends away by making me repulsive to them. I'm in a trap with no way of escape. My eyes are blinded by my tears. Each day I beg for your help, O Lord. I lift my hands to you for mercy. Are your wonderful deeds of any use to the dead? Do they, did the dead rise up and praise you? Can those in the grave declare your unfailing love? Can they proclaim your faithfulness in the place of destruction? Can the darkness speak of your wonderful deeds? Can anyone in the land of forgetfulness talk about your righteousness? O Lord, I cry out to you. I will keep on pleading day by day. O Lord, why do you reject me? Why do you turn your face from me? I've been sick and close to death since my youth. I stand helpless and desperate before your terrors. Your fierce anger has overwhelmed me. Your terrors have paralyzed me. They swirl around me like floodwaters all day long. They have engulfed me completely. You have taken away my companions and loved ones. Darkness is my closest friend. Lament isn't something that we talk about very often. The book of Lamentations is very rarely anyone's favorite book. And not too many people would say that this psalm is their favorite. You don't have it on a fridge magnet or on a poster on your wall. We tend to steer towards the encouraging and the uplifting. There might have even been a time when you were flicking through the psalms, looking for words of comfort, looking for something to cheer your heart or to remind you of God's faithfulness. Your page opens to Psalm 88 and you begin reading and you take a step back and think, that's not what I'm looking for. And you quickly keep flicking. Why is this psalm here? And what are we supposed to do with it? This dark and brooding poem that offers no glimmer of hope. At least other lament psalms have some kind of movement in them. The psalmist might be in trouble and they cry out to God. Things look a bit dicey for a while, but then God steps in and the psalm moves to praise. But Psalm 88 doesn't have any movement. There is no relief, only unrelenting lament. A bitter cry from start to finish that ends with the Hebrew word for darkness. Surely we don't need to talk about this kind of thing. How could it possibly do us any good? Surely we can just keep on flicking and get back to the Lord is my shepherd, or even better, let's get back to the Gospels. But I want to suggest that our discomfort and instincts to retreat are exactly why we need to stop here to read these words slowly and to be reminded of the importance of lament as part of our faith journey and as part of our worship. 
because the Western world and I would say the Western church has somewhat lost the language of lament. Our services are generally filled with happy and upbeat. Our songs are songs of victory and songs of joy and maybe, just maybe, we've been taught or at least felt that expressing our true feelings to God, our anger, our grief, our pain, was an act of unbelief or maybe even a sin. Should I really be feeling this way? Shouldn't I just be able to trust that God works all things for my good? Is it okay for me to be angry or upset with God? Now, maybe you haven't found yourself asking these questions, but I certainly have. And maybe, just maybe, this is why Psalm 88 is important to remind us all that our God isn't afraid of the dark, to remind us that God's sovereignty most certainly isn't shattered or threatened by my questions. And to remind us that above all, we're not alone. Others have walked the path of lament before us, including Jesus himself. And our loving Saviour invites us to come, unashamed and unafraid of, to bring a cry of lament before his throne of grace. Before we dive into what the what and the how of, the, of lament and this psalm particularly, I just want to highlight a couple of things which are key to what we're talking about today. Firstly, it's really important that we read Psalm 88 and indeed the seasons of lament in our life as part of the larger book of Psalms and as part of the entire canon. Psalm 88 is just one Psalm out of one of the five sub books of Psalms within the larger book. It's in one of the books of the Old Testament, which makes up the entire Bible. And as Luke pointed out on week one of this series, the Psalms are a prayer book for every season, retelling the stories of both victory and pain. Book three, where we find our Psalm today, is a turning point where the pain and disillusionment of exile becomes apparent. And Psalm 88 really is the bottom of the pit. It's the darkest of the darkest of Psalms. And if we were to read it in isolation from the rest of the book and indeed the rest of the Bible, the situation would look pretty bleak. It would be one of desperation and one where God appears to desert his people. But of course, it isn't in isolation. Just as our lives are shaped by both seasons of joy and pain. And we know God doesn't desert his people. God, the God of Israel, God of the Bible, and the God who we worship today is loving and faithful and just and good. He's generous and compassionate. He's the same God who walked with Adam in the garden. He's the same God who made covenant with Abraham and Moses and David. He is the author and giver of life. The psalm of lament and our seasons of lament have to be framed through the larger truth and picture of God's story, the story of his redemption and salvation of humanity through the gracious gift of his son, Jesus.
Knowing that the light exists means that sitting in the dark, even for a season, becomes possible and maybe even bearable. We have to read these Psalms of Lament in this context. Secondly, we have to do everything we can to be reminding ourselves every day of who God is. Lament is messy. It's not pretty, it's not held together, and it's certainly not a season to be learning new things. Psalm 1 reminds us that it's possible to bear fruit in every season, but we have to be meditating on the law of the Lord. That is his character and his word daily. The prayer of Paul in Ephesians really expresses this beautifully and he's, when he asks for God's empowerment through his spirit and our roots growing down deep into God's love to keep us strong. The very basis and key of lament is trust. And we have to be knowing and reminding ourselves of who God is. So when the darkness seems too much to bear, we can remember that light exists and we have the light of life. So worship today. Remember today. Be strengthened today because although the darkness of lament is real, it doesn't have the power to remove the light entirely, only to obscure our view. So even with that explanation in mind, today we are still faced with Psalm 88. Although we know, we know that it comes from a larger context and we know who God is, we're still faced with Psalm 88, a bitter cry of pain, grief and despair. And that's pretty typical of our lives too. Even though we know it's just a season and even though we know who God is and there are times but there are times still when God seems very distant and things seem pretty helpless. So the good news is, in those seasons and in that time, Psalm 88 demonstrates just a couple of things for us. You are not alone. And lament is an act of faith, not a sign of failure. Lament is indeed messy. It isn't clear cut. It isn't the standing on the promises moment of your faith. It's raw. It's kind of ugly. It's honest. And when you're in it, you can feel like it's never going to end and no one has ever been here before. But our psalm for today speaks words that I think most of us can relate to, to some degree or another. Verse 3 says, my life is full of trouble. Verse 5, you have forgotten me. Verse 9, my eyes are blinded by tears. The psalmist here isn't producing a well-rehearsed prayer. It isn't polite. It's a cry in anguish. And on top of that, he seems to be accusing God. You have driven my friends away. You've thrown me in the pits. Why do you turn your face from me? Have you been there? I have. Maybe for you it was grief. Maybe it was the loss of a parent, a sibling, 
a spouse or a child. Maybe it was the weight of a life-changing diagnosis or the shattering of a dream to have a family of your own. Whatever such situation meant that you found yourself in the bottom of the pit, know from our psalmist today that you are not alone. Your words and cries are not foreign or surprising or scary to God. He is not afraid of the dark because he's been there too. We see Jesus on the Mount of Olives praying fervently and he was in such agony of spirit that his sweat fell to the ground like great drops of blood. And we see later as Jesus is dying on the cross, he quotes another lament psalm, Psalm 22, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? This path of lament that we walk is one that is well worn by the authors of Psalm 88, by Job, by Jeremiah, by many other people in scriptures and by Jesus himself. And God invites us, each and every one, to come before his throne of grace. And not only that, he promises his spirit, who Jesus calls the comforter and the advocate, will never leave us. Our laments don't need to be well-formulated, polite prayers, but rather our honest and heartfelt cries before a God who hears you and isn't afraid of the darkness because he has conquered the darkness himself. Finally, lament is an act of faith, not a sign of failure. I'm going to say that again. Lament is an act of faith, not a sign of failure. Like I mentioned before, maybe you've been told or maybe you just assumed that expressing these kind of feelings to God was a demonstration of a lack of faith or maybe even sinful. Maybe the slogan, keep calm and carry on or she'll be right, has actually leaked over into your faith journey and you haven't given yourself or others Permission to express true lament to God. Well, I want to reassure you today that rather than being a sign of lack of faith, lament is in fact a sign of great faith. Faith that even in the darkest of times and against all odds, God hears your prayers. Faith that God is sovereign and good, even if, it's, even if he seems distant. Faith that God has the ability to deliver you. And so just like the psalmist, day after day and night after night, you cry out to God, even when you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Lament requires faith because lament turns to God when sorrow tempts you to turn away. The psalmist in Psalm 88 is complaining but he's complaining to God. He knows he has no option but to go to the Lord of all the earth. And so even, all he, even though all he can see and feel is darkness, the psalmist doesn't abandon God, but keeps on crying out to him. Unanswered prayer doesn't lead to a lack of faith 
or silence or resignation in this instance, but to more petition because he has nowhere else to turn. And neither do we. To say nothing, to remain silent and maintain our stiff upper lip is not a faith-filled response. But rather it's when we bring our lives, our whole lives, our good and our bad, before our God and our Saviour Jesus, that we demonstrate that in each and every season, He is sovereign, He is Lord, even when we don't understand it. The heartfelt and messy cry of lament that we find in Psalm 88 is both confronting and comforting. We're confronted with the reality of the psalmist who finds himself in the darkest of seasons and we're really urged to quickly flick the page because we're uncomfortable with this kind of emotion. We don't want to remember that life is full of grief and we don't want others to feel it either. But the reality is that we do live in a broken world. And unfortunately, even Jesus said that we would have trouble. And that's why the Psalms of Lament, and specifically Psalm 88, is so important. Because it reminds us that even in the darkest of seasons, we are part of a much bigger story. One of redemption. One of victory. It reminds us that the light does exist, even if we can't see it. It reminds us that rather than being lament, rather than lament being a sign of failure, it's a sign of faith. It is in fact the only appropriate response, running to God with our cries, when sorrow would tempt you to run away. And most importantly, it reminds us that God, the sovereign God of all creation, has invited you to come boldly before his throne of grace. We are not alone in our lament. We can come freely and openly to our God because God is not afraid of the dark. If anything that I have said today brings up some things in you that you would like to talk about with us, please contact us. We would love to hear you, hear from you. The wonderful thing about being part of a church family is that you don't need to walk the roads of life alone. If you'd like someone to stand with you in prayer or someone to lament with you in prayer, please contact us. It would be our privilege. Bless you.